Champions Mojo is part of the CG Sports Network. The people that you choose to to recreate with, to to have fun with, to have long conversations on the phone with, those people should bring you should bring out the champion in you, should bring out the best in you, should bring out what it is that you want to become. Welcome to the award-winning Champions Mojo, hosted by two world record holding athletes and health, life, and leadership coaches. Be inspired as you listen to Conversations with Champions. And now, your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast. And it's just Maria and I today talking <laughs> about how to make an environment for champions, to bring out that championship part of you and people around you, right, Maria? Yeah, how yeah, are you? I, yeah, absolutely. I'm great. It's great to be with you, Kelly. I'm noticing that we're wearing clashing colors of in the spectrum there. I'm, I'm wearing your color. This is a color that you look great. Yeah. I love that coral and I'm wearing (laughs) pink, which you never wear. I never, (laughs) I never wear coral. I sometimes wear pink, but I never wear coral this, but I had this beautiful jacket. So yeah. For those of you just (laughs) listening and not watching the video, that's what we're in pink. That's right. So, so, um, so Maria, uh, why don't you dive in with kind of what the value of this controlled environment that, that we can create the champion in ourselves with an environmental control. Yeah. When we first started talking about this as a, a, a subject for a show, I was thinking physical environment. It's very important to me um, how my physical environment is. And I can tend to get very anxious if it's not just right. But as we were talking about it, you sort of brought in one. Well, you also, it's, it's, it's what else is going on in your life and the people you bring in. So this is going to be a little bit broader than your physical environment, but this is about you know, how you can be in a space that brings out your the champion in you. So we're going to cover like six little points. Right. Um, the first one that I think is really important for me, and, and this is people can pick and choose what they like, but I feel like when I have an environment, whether that's physical or emotional or just a headspace, that controlling negative input for oh. me is the most important thing. Like, um, you know, Mark and I do media fast all the time because there's so much, you know, if it leads, it bleeds. We just, we don't watch the news Mm. that makes me feel so much better. And, and so you could, you could take it from there all the way to who likes to go to a training session or a work meeting where people are complaining. Like there's nothing worse than being at the end of your lane and the coach gives out a set and somebody goes, Oh, well, this is going to stink. Or, you know, like, it's just like controlling that negative and input that's coming into you. So if, if you have a person that always does that, don't swim in their lane. Or if you Mm. know that, you know, the news is going to be playing at like, this is, you know, when, when I used to go to my parents a lot, um, they always had the news on and I'll just say, dad, when I come to visit this week, um, could we watch something besides the news? Could we not have the news constantly running in the background? So anyway, that's my first one, just controlling that, that what's coming into your, your head. Yeah. I, I really love that. I, I think, um, I've also, I'm very, if there's a screen on, I'm looking at it. So I have to be very sensitive to screens. Like sometimes Jim will play the TV upstairs and I just have to, I'm kind of almost drawn to go, you know, what's playing <laughs> on the TV. And I just have to remind myself, no, there's nothing that's good. That's coming out of that screen. That's going to help me. So I love that. With screens, and then I, you know, I have a great story about this. This morning, I went, went to work out. 
the gym was set up in a certain way. I didn't really understand, but I, there was a big uh, step up thing. And I thought, well, I'll kind of warm up by stepping up on the step up. And I did. And this woman came over and said, um, that's my, you know, I have that set up for me. <laughs> and I was just, I was just, I will say that later she came up to me and said, I am so sorry for saying that. That was ridiculous. I wasn't using it at the time. So she, so, but, but I, but it ruined my whole workout that day. It was just like, why did she say that? I felt embarrassed. And so, I mean, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't really control that, but I can control my thoughts about it. And then later when she apologized, of course, it went all, all went away. But I think that's really, you know, for, for instance, for me, what is out on the counters? Like if I want to have eat well, I keep vegetables and fruits and, and cheese and nuts around. I don't have a big bowl of candy because a big cold bowl of candy is in my environment is going to make me, um, you know, eat something that I know is not good for me. So a lot of the things that are not good for you have an addictive nature to them. So be aware of those for you and keep those out of your environment. Um, my first thing is, uh, it's so important to me to have control <laughs> over my environment. So for instance, you know, we share our, our physical environments with other people. Yeah, I share with my husband and I, sometimes my grandkids are there, or, you know, I'm, I've lived with other people over the time, but I always have to have one little area that is just mine and that I control. I know it's, you know, where the you know, where everything's going to be for my husband. This is the opposite is true. I control the whole house except his office. <laughs> and, but I, I have read that, that people are more productive and more engaged when they feel that they are in control of their environment. So I really try to stay out of his office, even though I totally disapprove of how he keeps it. <laughs> so I think this is really important to, to have control over your space for, for productivity and for clarity and so that you don't really have to think about the space because this is the way, you know, you want it. Do you have a second one, Kelly? Or do you have a story yeah, related um, to that, maybe? No, I was just going to say, it's funny. Our first two have the word control at the beginning of them. <laughs> but, um, and, and, I, and I, I think, you know, we should own that because, yeah. you, you know, if you really want to be a champion, you've got to control. You've, right. you've got to have control of things. Yeah. So, um, again, this is, this is not an environmental one, but my second right. one is um, embracing and studying failure, I think that's an environment that champions have. They, they have an environment where it's okay to fail mm. and that they study that and that they, they embrace it. So it's, it's not like champions never fail or winners never fail that you might have something happen in your work or in a relationship or in your training that was just a big failure, but to be able to embrace it, laugh it off, dissect it, learn from it, that that is to me, that's just like building this staircase, uh, you know, a foundation where you're climbing up to being a champion. And so that is an environment that if you want to create it for yourself, you want to create it for your child, you want to create it for your team, that you, you embrace that ability to fail, learn from it and move on. Do you have a story about that? Oh my gosh. Um, so many, I can't even, you know, just, just like, I have this theory, you know, I, I, I tell a lot of swimming stories just because they come to my mind first because I love swimming. And the one that really pops to mind is when we started the, when the pandemic kind of everything went back to normal for swimming, I had not been in the water in almost four years. So mm -hmm. I just 
started in a meet. Like I had not swum, but for about two weeks and I entered a meet and most people would never do that. Mm. But I just said, I am going to what, what Mark and I call, we're going to race our way into shape. So Mm. I started in, you know, I probably did many, many meets in the last, um, year, no, like nine months. We've, we've been swimming in meets nine months. So I've probably done, you know, seven meets in nine months, but I started in the first one with two weeks of training. And then the next (laughs) one was four weeks of training and so on and so forth. And, you know, you just heard me say in another podcast that when I got to nationals, I didn't feel ready because I really hadn't been swimming that long, but it's just was learning from those failures. Like, okay, I just swam a, this race, you know, with two weeks of training, what did I learn? I learned that my streamlines are total garbage. You know, I'm like Superman coming off of a wall when I need to be really, you know, ears tucked, you know, arms tucked into my ears and my hands in a spear versus flying through the air like Superman. So I learned my streamlines were really brutal. And then I learned, gosh, you know, I need, I'm out of shape. And so long and short of it, as I started really slow, really horrible, but I embraced every failure along the way until, you know, we just had our last meet of the season in 2021. And I had dropped, you know, like almost a minute in my mile. Actually, I think I dropped over a minute in my mile and it was just, what if, what do I, what am I learning from these failures? Because none of those meets I was happy with literally until the last meet of the season was the only meet I was happy with. So hmm. that's my story for that. That's great. I, this one's a really hard one for me because I want to be the kind of person who embraces failure, but I tend to look away from my own failures and run away from them. Hmm. So this is a, this is a really, really good one. Uh, I, I, I like this and I think you're right. And, you know, we, we we've done a show on, on confidence and, you know, we talk about what you tell yourself. And I think one of the, the things that you can tell yourself is that, you know, obviously failures are a stepping stone to success and you have to have all, you know, we talk about that all the time, but for me, it's, that's a hard one. <laughs> I think it's my pride. Ah. So, so my environment one is going to be on the physical side again. I think this is really true for me. And I think it's probably true for a lot of people maybe not everyone having beauty in my environment, having a beautiful environment is really, really important. And that means sort of, for me, it means uh, having flowers or fresh uh, nature stuff inside and having clean countertops, having in my office, having a clean desktop and, you know, just having, having beauty around me is so important for me being, being and doing me being my best and doing my best work for being, less anxious or having less distractions. I just really, you know, I, sometimes I get where I think, oh, this isn't that important. Why are you, you know, tidying up? Why are you, you know, why are you hanging a picture? Why are you, you know, bringing this tree here or whatever? That seems like maybe not important, but it is important. And what I've allowed myself to do is say, yeah, having a, I, I am owning, as you say, I'm owning that it's important to me to have a beautiful environment. And I've seen that for others too. I'm not sure if it's true for everyone. Um, but, but I do my best work in a, in, in a very pleasing aesthetic space. Maria, I love that you've recognized that. And, and I, I totally agree with, with you. And I think that can extrapolate to not just your work environment, but your performance environment, no doubt. Um, you know, like my dad, your father-in-law was an attorney and I know he's, he's got some really cool courtroom stories from his days, you know, as a trial attorney before he went into 
another kind of law, but, um, you know, he used to say that when he would go into the courtroom, he, you know, he liked to have a beautiful suit and a beautiful yeah. briefcase and a, you know, like the, a beautiful pen and a beautiful file when he opened it. And, hmm. you know, those things. And it's, it's the same thing, like, oh gosh, is there any better feeling than opening up a new, you know, racing suit, whatever that is yeah. for you, what you're, you're wearing when you're cycling kit. or what you're wearing when you're running your kit, um, you know, a tech suit for, for swimmers. So I think, it's, it can be beautiful. Like, you know, you feel better when you have a brand new cap, a brand new pair of goggles or whatever. So I think that beauty can go from just, you know, what you're seeing to what you're wearing to kind of, it just gives you that inner glow. So I love that. I love that. Tim, Tim, um, was it you who said, look good, feel good, do good. I think you said, I, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever said that, but I <laughs> certainly, I, I, I don't recognize that. I think you would put good. lipstick on before a running race. Oh, I, well, that's just because that's just hey, because I'm Norm, Norma Parker's daughter, but, there's, but if, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, if you've got nice lipstick on, it's going to help you run faster. I firmly yeah, believe that, that. <laughs> that that came from the post-it note on my mirror as a, as a uh, tomboy that mom would put, please wear lipstick. She would write that and put it on my mirror and Whew, I'm learning some of the repercussions of having a mother that always wanted you to have lipstick on. So, yeah. Um, but I, you know, not all of great, it was bad. It was a great, mom. not all of that. Oh my bad. gosh. Not all of that is bad. So my last one, my third one of the six, you, you've got the very last one kind of goes with the environment and having things beautiful, but it, it's, and your countertops, it's truly been proven that an uncluttered environment allows us to perform at a higher level. So, you know, whatever that looks like for your area of performance is just, and I think this could be, you know, we've, we've talked about kind of the clean counters and the, you know, nice preparation going into an environment, but you could take this to the level of my three have kind of been more cerebral and yours have been more environmental to the level of, clearing out your life of things that are mm. cluttering it, that, that are emotionally cluttering it, that are negative things, clearing out negative people, clearing out negative thoughts, you know, just having that uncluttered mind when, you know, when you go to a performance and you're worried about all kinds of other things, you cannot be living in the moment, living in the process. And one mm. of those things that help us perform better is when we are living in that process when it's literally, you know, it's the, it's the start, it's the streamline, it's the, you know, the pop-up, it's all those things that the breakout, when you're swimming, you're thinking about all those things as you, as you're doing them. But if you're, if you're worried about all kinds of other stuff, that's cluttering your mind, you cannot perform at the highest level. So I say, create my third one is creating an uncluttered environment physically, emotionally, spiritually, don't be cluttered. Mm, I so love that lifetime process for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, that's, 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 that's great, Kelly. Well, my last one uh, is kind of similar. It's the environment of people in your life. Um, so we've talked about this so many times, you're, you're an average of the five people you spend the most time with and so on. But that you, you can't maybe overstate that. Um, you you want to hang out. You want to 
put people in your environment that, that help you be the best version of yourself. And if they're, if they're not, then, you know, you don't necessarily need to spend a lot of time with it. I'm not saying that you should avoid, there are a lot of people out there that you can serve and encourage and love that you don't have to spend lots and lots of time with, but the people that you choose to, to recreate with, to, to have fun with, to have long conversations on the phone with those people should bring you, should bring out the champion in you should bring out the best in you should bring out what it is that you want to become. So I, th- I think that's a really, can't say that enough probably. And, and something that I'm, you know, I'm always working on. I don't want people to think, oh, you should never, I mean, I often try to encourage and serve people that I ne- wouldn't necessarily be my best friend, but I'm not spending hours and hours and hours with them. The people that I am spending hours and hours with like you, Kelly, and my husband are people who make me better. Um, so I, I think that's, that's an important part of your environment that sometimes you can forget about. Yeah. And I think that may be the most important one. I love that. In summary, the, these six are control negative input, and that can be in, you know, internally or externally. That's right. Embrace and study failure, um, create an uncluttered environment, control your environment, um, externally and internally make things beautiful to you and hang out with other champions. Did I miss anything, Maria? I think you got it. It's now time for the takeaways. Maria, you and I have heard the takeaways are the best part of the show. That's right, Kelly, because the takeaways are curated information, which is what we give to our clients when we coach them. If you would like to take your performance to the next level in health, life, or leadership, go to our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. Yes, just click on our coaching page and book there. We're looking forward to bringing out the champion in you. And now, the takeaways. Maria, what is your one, what's your one uh, thing you're going to work on? Oh, I knew it as soon as you said it, study failure. (laughs) Oh, embrace and and study failure. Yeah, yeah. That failure, failure, if you're a success failure, should be part of your life. And And I tend to, it's not that I don't fail, I fail frequently, but I tend to look away from failure instead of studying it with a kind of a light heart, you know, like, like I love your light hearted. It's like, Oh, okay. This is what I need to work on. And not, not a negative, like judgmental. Oh, I'm so bad, but just like, Oh, I did this. I'm going to get better. You know, but the only way I'll get better is by really looking at this and saying, I can do better in this way. So that's my takeaway. What about you? Um, yeah, be, before, if people haven't listened to the Dan Plezak interview, I think yeah. he, you know, that's how I learned to study and embrace failure and kind yeah. of laugh at it was, you know, college boyfriend and, you know, went on to have an amazing major league career. And as a pitcher, he would have balls just hit out of the park and I'd always laugh at how, how big and, you know, he'd, he'd laugh at his failure. So I learned that. So I think, mm. you know, that, that show with Dan, I think it's actually, number 32, if I remember that is a, is a great, if you want to, if you want to do this, one, Maria, maybe go back and listen to that show. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, I, I can help you with that one. Um, (laughs) for me, I, I love the, um, beautiful to you. You know, I, I want to make things more beautiful to me where I can be really kind of, (laughs) let me put it this way. I can be a little bit of a, uh, swimming, uh, workout bag collector of, of every different piece of workout item, you know, fins, goggles, snorkel, triple fins, the triple paddles, you know, like my bag is so like 
not beautiful to me, my, my swim bag that I dragged to the pool and throw behind my lane. And I, I would feel better if my little area behind my lane looked better and wasn't <laughs> such a mess. And, you know, my water bottle that's got stickers on, you know, it's just like I could do, I, I think I would feel better in practice if I was like, I'm wearing these paddles, this fin, and I'm using this kickboard. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going to make things a little bit more beautiful to me in that area. Mm, that's nice. I love it. I love it. Well, Maria, thanks so much for spending this time with me. And you are, for me, you're hanging out with a champion. <laughs> I, I get to hang out with you as a champion and that, that makes my world great. So I love uh, you. I love you too, Kelly. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's quote of the week comes from Earl Nightingale. Our environment, the world in which we live and work, is a mirror of our attitudes and expectations. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast with host Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Champions Mojo is produced by Cobra Media, and a new episode debuts every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Follow Champions Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Champions Mojo.